<laughs> We're back, folks. <laughs> um, did that break from our recording help you at all? Mm, I rubbed some lavender essential oil all over my body. <laughs> well, that is nice then. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, I'm here to give you what you want. Yeah, I, I feel like she is just in my head a little bit because she said all of that shit to me about how I'm unfair to her and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, that just kind of makes me feel like, ugh, am I being a dick for even ta- for talking about this? But um, yeah. I don't feel like I owe her, I don't feel like I need to keep anything a secret for her sake. And I'm I'm yeah. okay with talking about it. It's humiliating for me, so <laughs> like, uh, and also, like, you wouldn't tell me that I couldn't write about something in a book, right? That's true. Right. Um, ask her about the book. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Who said that? What do you mean, write about something in a book? <laughs> oh my god, uh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't even believe that that we're talking about this. But um, it's been hard. It's been a really difficult. It's one of the most challenging projects. I mean, obviously, like no one, no one thinks writing a book is easy. But like, I don't know. I just thought it would be a little more moving, like gung ho about it. I've actually um, told you that a, I know a girl who thinks that writing a book is really easy. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's just like a random she's acquaintance. Like, I'm on page 300. Yeah, she's just a person I randomly know, but one time her Facebook status was like, wrote 37 chapters of my book tonight. Like, I'm on a roll. It's <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that's, well, that's horseshit. <laughs> okay. Damn. Um, um, I, it's been really tough to like build in the infrastructure of, of making it happen. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I've been really excited i have some new friends who i adore from my improv classes and i'm doing a lot of improv and um trying to co-work with people and trying to just find be really grateful when i do have good days I, my my one of my new friends who i love um works at a cafe and she invited me to come work and it was like i had been feeling really down um for a bit and then I wrote like 800 words it was just like you you have to celebrate small victories like that but it's been tough that's awesome it's been tough and it's been tough to be alone a lot doing it too Mm -hmm. I um I would say I'm generally feeling very very lonely Mm -hmm. um yeah and my best friend is all self-centered about her no I'm just kidding um lonely because your best friend hasn't checked in on you (laughs) No, I'm, I mean, we could be talking every day and it would, it's, um, yeah. it's one of these things where I'm, I'm having, like you're saying, like I have so many wonderful moments of gratitude where I'm like, oh my God, I feel alive. Like I feel I'm in my element, I'm performing, I'm making people laugh. It's making me so, so happy. And then I get home to my apartment and I'm a little, I'm just like, um, where's my, where's family? I don't know. I think what yeah. I'm looking for now is family and, um, really intense belonging as opposed mm-hmm. to just like really thriving in some places yeah which is not to say that i'm not doing wonderful things and i'm not capable of great great joy but it's well, really what interesting done to me is because very scary moving to a city where you had no support system it's true 
Well, I have a, a ghost support system in the form of my sister owning this apartment, but <laughs> I want to acknowledge that. I mean, it's just like, it, this is a really fucking hard city, and I want to say that other people have have worked really hard in ways that I haven't, and yeah. I want to honor that. Well, um, you, you just gave me the, the <laughs> right. no need to qualify speech. That's right, that's right. We're done qualifying um, for you people, okay? Yeah, stop. <laughs> stop writing in your mean reviews. <laughs> And if you don't memo um, Annie because she's lonely, you're homophobic. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't, if you don't send me a message telling me to keep going with the book, then you... Yeah. Um, but, but it's been... The fact that I am able to get work done, and I... So I wasn't... It was important for me to talk about this chapter that I've written about you because I wrote it really differently than I have written anything else. I sat down and wrote a very careful outline for myself, and Mm I, um, like over a few painstaking days in the over the course of a few weeks, turned out this like fifteen page essay, and um, which is like five thousand words, I think, and that's pretty long for me. And I was like, oh, who wants to hear about this? This sucks. (laughs) This is so bad. Um, I want to hear. Like, what am I? Of course you do. Yeah. Well, that's the best part is I'm like, if no one else wants it, at least Maddie will be really flattered. Um, but I turn it in and I'm just like, okay, I'm ready for this really, really harsh feedback from this workshop that I'm in and I'm really scared and I, I don't, I know that I don't take criticism very well at all. Um, and every single person was just like this. I loved reading this. It was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I was so shocked and, and I know that we should not sit on external validation but I felt this this huge weight off my shoulders where I was like okay buddy keep going like this is you're doing this right and it's gonna work it's you just put in a little more work and and it's not you're not crazy for thinking that you can write a book I guess you're not crazy you can write a book thank you Maddie you are writing a book (laughs) yeah I am and I have like 170 pages done it's so interesting to, I was just thinking while you were speaking, like, oh, I've been doing all this improv. I'm I just want to, most people normally 170 pages gets a little bit of like, wow. So I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, <laughs> I was about to <laughs> praise you. You just interrupted me praising you. Okay. Sorry. Um, but also I know a girl who wrote 36 chapters in one <laughs> night. So right. That's right. I'm nothing. It's quantity. We're in a, we're in a numbers yeah. world. Absolutely. Um. Oh, well, you just derailed me. Oh, I was just thinking when you were talking about um, being in all these improv classes and stuff, like, I feel like even a younger version of yourself would be jealous and would be like, that girl, like, can do that. You know, like, that girl has has yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever permission needed to... To go just be like, I'm taking improv classes in New York, and I'm going to these writing classes, and I'm writing a book, and totally. so much of it is just internal permission, because yeah. nothing is different about you talent-wise. I mean, I, I know I know your skill has gotten rude, but yeah. I know your skill gets better the more discipline you've written, and we talked about that a lot last season, how your daily writing exercises, you just felt like you got so much better, but mm-hmm. I think it's really just you've, like, fully embraced this path that you're on and, like, accepted it as who you are and, like, 
there was never any question of whether or not you're funny enough or talented enough or whatever to go do this or if you're worse or better than other people but like you've given yourself permission to pursue this thing and now you're just like like just listening to you I just took a step back and was like oh you're writing a book and you're in a bunch of improv classes and you have a bunch of new friends and you didn't even know anyone when you moved to New York like a year and a half ago like that's fucking amazing damn thanks Mads really amazing thank you five stars uh, thank you wow um please leave a review <laughs> if not for the podcast then for me but also congratulations on writing 170 pages <laughs> right that's what we're waiting for <laughs> um I mean, I didn't write all of them in the last year, but yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, I'm really proud of myself. Obviously, I'm scared shitless all the time, as you are as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always like, okay, well, this is going to be done soon. And then what the fuck am I doing? Um, that expression is interesting I, because, oh, no, I guess it does make sense. Because when you're scared, don't you kind of, like, get diarrhea? Mm, <laughs> not all of us. <laughs> so I guess shitless, that does make sense because... Also, if it was diarrhea, like, maybe it means you're out of shit because you've diarrhea Right, exactly. So I think it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I misinterpreted it. I was thinking about when you were talking about how wonderful and amazing I am, um, <laughs> how I had, I'll just explain a backstory in a second, but I had lunch with an old English teacher, and um, I was talking about how, how hard, like, high school girls and what the fuck they're going through and how hard it is all the time and how scary it is sometimes Mm -hmm. because none of us or not you but (laughs) i i struggled with an eating disorder Mm -hmm. and i um was not well all the time and was not mentally well Mm um and i was like (laughs) we were talking i was sitting with an english teacher and an, an old art teacher and I was like, I took some very, very scary photographs, and they were very dark. And I just don't know why no one checked in on me. What do you and mean took scary photos? Oh, in the in art class in high school? In my photography <laughs> class, I took a lot of um, pictures that were very death-themed. <laughs> um, lots of dolls that were bleeding. Oh, boy. Lots of... Lots of scare crows with picking <laughs> dolls' eyes out. Da- eyes, eyes out. Okay, well, um, if I had seen these images, I probably would have. Uh... There was a hanging Barbie. Oh. Um, there was a a Barbie doll holding an axe that was dripping with blood. Okay. So uh, <laughs> my point is. So Branson maybe could have been sued. My point was <laughs> that I said. I, why did no one check in on me? And this delightful English teacher was like, honestly, I was never worried about you because you had such a capacity for joy and humor. Mm-hmm. It was so genuine and you were so too, like, too genuinely funny for me to be. I mean, that's concerning a little bit because of, you know, a lot of stand-up comedians. But right. um, I was like, you know, I did have a capacity for joy yeah. and humor. Like, not in a way that was like, I'm faking it for you all. I just... Right had outbursts of hilariousness (laughs) i know Um, i mean yeah and you and me both like in this past month like things have been so brutal and yet we've had such funny moments so many funny things and i really miss you because i feel like i don't know you always bring out that side of me (sighs) sorry i just brought it there oof emotional (laughs) okay well you can you give everyone um, the backstory for why you were sitting in high school with your old yeah. English teacher and art teacher? 
Yes, I can. Um, I, a few months ago, maybe in April, someone from our high school posted on the alumni Facebook page and said, does anyone out there have a major in ethics and or work in social justice and want to, would be interested in like coming to talk at school? And I was, I had a lot of confidence that week and I was like, yes, I will do it. (laughs) I I did not major in ethics, but I did take ethics and then teach ethics twice. So, hmm. well, teach teach slash TA slash I did write. Is a it ethical lectures, so I do of feel, you to take on that role, given that you didn't actually study it? I made it very clear. <laughs> I told the truth, so I I was honest. Um, and then I got an email from my old history teacher, who I had as a sophomore, and she was like, "And oh, by the way, <laughs> she listens to the podcast. We love her." Yes, um, hey, Hillary. Um, and she said, this sounds great. Come on down. Um, let us know you can do it remote. Or, and I was like, no, I want to be there. I want to, I want to be in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been a huge, I mean, it's been a dream of mine. Not, I don't know that it's been a direct dream of mine, but some part of me has always wanted to teach. At me Brands, too. And I don't know me too, dude. why for you or for me. No, for me. See the two of uh, anyone listening out there, we are available. <laughs> oh my god! Um, what if we could co-teach a class? <laughs> we we probably could. anyone Rebecca and Hillary just <laughs> to keep this keep this on the back burner. Um, I mean, honestly, we if should teach a student, how to be gay class. Uh, a queer theory class oh, would be amazing. Right? Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> And if um, if they keep building the arts programs, maybe they need, like, a new media sort of. Right. You know, we're available. Anyway, bottom line, enough plugging for First us we have to learn how to figure out how many listeners a podcast gets. <laughs> right. Um, we, I was excited. I exchanged some, some brief ideas, and then I remember this moment of panic um, mid-summer to, to late summer where I was – starting to experience intense depression and I was like I know that I have to do this thing and it's going to be good when it happens but I haven't emailed my teacher back and I haven't given her this outline of what I'm thinking and I haven't planned at all and I'm I'm behind and she's going to hate me she's so mad at me school the semester starts in a week and I haven't done anything for her I sent her this email just being like this is what I'm thinking about I'm I this is all I have right now and she sent back and she was just like this is amazing I'm so excited and I was like wow, okay. Um, I'm grinning. And then I am getting ready to go home, and um, things have been going pretty pretty well for me, doing well, um, doing better at least, and I'm, I'm on medication that's different, and also just like some time has passed since um, my, I've been adjusting to this new lifestyle of mine, um, not the gay <laughs> one, the <laughs> writing one, um, and anything else that's been going on, and I was I first went home and saw my my friend Caitlin who I love and adore so much um I love and adore different Caitlin, from your Caitlin as well different from your Caitlin yeah. but spending time with her is always just the most grounding thing that I can do yeah. and so got that family time in that was so special and then I lesson planned all day Sunday and I you know you have moments when you're working on something and you know you just feel actively engaged in what you're working on mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, God, this is, like, a great version of me. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there working on my lesson plan, and I was talking to myself, and my sister would come in every once in a while and be like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, no one, just just practicing. Um, 
And I went in and I, on the drive to school, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, mm. no one's, these kids, the parents are going to call the school and complain because <laughs> they let some unqualified person teach their kids and waste their time. Um, and I'm all nervous and I'm, I'm driving and I think to myself, why do I keep signing up for things like this? Like, why do I try and do stand-up when it terrifies me? Why am I trying to do comedy when it terrifies me? Um, I should never do anything like this again. And then I arrive and um, our director of alumni, I think, relations or something like that, is waiting for me in the library. And she's just like, I'm such a big fan of yours. Aww. And I'm just like, what? Like, who? I don't even know. What does that mean? And, um, oh, uh, and then I'm uh, back in the... Ooh, ooh. Yeah. And then I'm back in the library and it's just, it feels like home again. And I'm back on the library porch that is such a beautiful place to it sit. It is such a special place. Our high school, truly, the physical beauty and just the the forever, like, reaction I will get stepping onto that campus is just, like, peace right. and curiosity yeah. and love. It's such yeah, a special so place. I, I went right to the to my class and I gave my teacher, an old teacher, a huge hug and I was just so excited to be back and I felt so embedded. I feel so embedded with that community always. Um and then I go to my classroom and by the way, when I left the house in the morning, I was wearing jeans and this blazer and I was like, I look pretty you good. You looked and my mom goes very cool. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my my mom goes are you allowed to wear jeans to teach? And I was like, everyone's just going to be really grateful that I'm not wearing sweatpants <laughs> like I used to. They'd be like, um, wow, glow up. And I arrive, and it is pajama day. <laughs> so <laughs> I am overdressed. Oh, my God. Um, but I go into the classroom, and I have this whole lecture planned. And, you know, the kids at first, they're – I'm just like, oh, God, they're going to ignore this entire lecture. Um <laughs> But then they start engaging with it and they start asking questions. And obviously some people are the people that answer all the questions yeah. and some people aren't. Um, and, and, but there's something it was so at Duke, I have noticed that everyone in the room is so calculating cause they're like, I don't want to fuck up and I'm really scared. Mm-hmm. And I, I just noticed that all the kids were like, I could watch thoughts cross cross over them as they were raising them. Oh, like cool. they're trying to work through, they're trying to take chances and take guesses wow. and, Um, I love that. Participate, which um, is something that I feel really grateful for from that. And I had kind of lost or had Mm -hmm. um, beaten out of me a little bit because at Duke it was not cool to, like, try and tackle answers. It was Like the time they made um, you sit in a circle and everyone said their person. (laughs) fucking that. Yeah. (laughs) Throwback to an earlier episode where Annie recalls a very traumatic experience at Duke where her teacher Um, made her sit. Made everyone circle around her and just spew out first impressions. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I just, after the class, it went so, so well. And I was so grateful to myself for preparing so well, which is not something I'm known for. Mm. Um, so grateful to my teacher who was kind of backing me up at times. I also was thrilled. I was doing a, a lecture on mass incarceration and how we narrativize um drug users who are black versus narrativized drug users who are white. Mm -hmm. And there was on my coffee table, a people magazine about Michael Douglas's son, Cameron Douglas, Mm -hmm. and how he had this brave journey from addiction to recovery, which is absolutely the way that we should talk about addiction. Cause I, I believe it's a disease and I believe 
it's worthy of compassion and, and empathy. I don't think right. it's someone's just like fault for being reckless. Um, but it was such an appropriate wow. culture item for me to bring in and be able to say, I right. just read this whole chapter about how so many black people are behind bars for drug right. use. And can we, can we talk about the fact that this is the cover of people magazine and wow. And, Ugh, I wish um, I could be in your class. I wish I could go back to high school and then also go forward in time to when you teach at Branson so I can take your class. <laughs> it was it was so wonderful, and there are so many cool classes in the curriculum all of a sudden, Afrofuturism and women writers. I was That's like, hello. fucking tight. Oh, my God. Um, and I walked out of that class, and I had a, a, an hour, I think, on campus to myself, and I was just sitting on a bench. And I just, I remember, I think... I worry a lot that I'm idealizing a time in my life Mm -hmm. and thinking that it was something more than it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a really, really special place that I know that it's private school. I'm totally aware of the privilege that that we have had to go there and what it means to have a beautiful school campus. Um, But there are a lot of private schools out there. Duke is one Mm -hmm. of them and USC is one of them. Mm -hmm. And and there are many ways to um, have... High schools and, oh, and schools I wish, and universities. I wish that every single student in the entire world could have as intellectually stimulating and safe of an environment at that time in their life as we had yeah. at Branson. And what I thought you were going to say, which I was going to agree with, was that I, as long as the classes kept getting more and more challenging, I would have taken four more years of, mm. of the Branson. Like, I... The classes were so interesting, mm-hmm. and um, the teachers are so smart and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then I got to have lunch with them and talk to them. And um, some people who listen to the podcast were, were riffing me about my love life. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, I just, it was... Maybe we it could get just, them to, like, put up a picture of Madison and be, like, not allowed on campus. <laughs> I thought we weren't trying to be vengeful. Oh, Yeah. That seems like frivolously un- unnecessary. <laughs> it's my safe space. Right, right. Um, we're all team Maddie there. But I, the last thing I'm going to say is that it was every bit as as wonderful and special as I remembered it to be. It was and, amazing. Um, and I went to assembly on my second day of teaching, and the kids are so quirky, Maddie. They're so weird <laughs> and so unique and so individualistic. Well, that sounds like self-centeredness. What do I say? Um, yeah, individualistic, right? Okay, not in the way that means that they only <laughs> care about themselves. I mean that they, everyone, well, I know that that's not true because I know that I've experienced, I experienced moments of like, oh, I hope I'm cool. <laughs> but um, they were doing a demonstration about composting and someone was very nerdily doing a game of whether they should put something in the trash oh or compost God. and the entire student body is like, yeah, trash, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, what kind of that a group? So of, it's what a wonderful group. I know. Um, and they were talking about, the kids were talking about why Halloween's coming up and why it's not okay to, to appropriate cult- culturally wow. and how... Um, how the history of blackface and why it's so bad and I was just like just at a school assembly yeah at a school assembly and I was like who else has this it's hopefully like a lot of schools in this generation I feel like this generation just kicks ass I hope so but I was just I mean I know that we certainly didn't have a conversation about that and 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 
I just, I saw a lot of beautiful things in them and I am so grateful that I got that time. And then right when I came back, I had my writing class where I received that feedback that gave me a little spark. So I am, while I'm really, really lonely a lot, um, I, and I have moments of such joy and gratitude, like you're saying, and I'm, the friends that I'm making, I'm so I'm in awe of them, and they're so wonderful. Well, you're doing things that so grateful. fulfill you that no one else yeah. can take away, you know? Right. Yeah. That, that's how I felt, actually, when I did my show lot a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I had to perform, and I was just, like, didn't want to go through with it. Like, just wanted to cancel, but was like, I know I can't. But, and I was so stressed and upset leading up to it, but then... Once I was on stage and, like, after I got off stage, I was, like, that's just a thing that I love to do that no one can take away from me. Like, I fucking love singing and performing so much, and for a long time I felt like I did need her, but I just proved to myself that I don't need her. Like, that's a thing that gives me fulfillment that I can replace her with. Larry. Larry, yeah. I replaced her with a guy named Larry, and he did amazingly. Me and Larry heading straight to the top. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was even in, like, the three days after the immediate aftermath, you were making really funny jokes about <laughs> that. And I I mean, that's just who you are, and I hope who I am, too, but I, I think you're wearing it better than I do. I don't think that. Um, oh, my gosh. Speaking oh. of wearing it well, though, I saw pictures of you at Branson teaching... And I was just like, who the fuck is this girl with this outfit? <laughs> oh, my God. If I was one of those, if I was a if I was a high school student and you just showed up out of nowhere teaching this, like, cool class and were just like, hell yeah, I'm queer, I'm cool, I would have died. <laughs> um, thank you so much for saying that. Um I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt, but thank you. But you you just wore it well. Oh, well, thanks, Mads. You really really look comfortable and cool and beautiful when you're just, like, in your element like that. It was just, like, you were glowing, and it was just, like, hell yeah. That's my boy. I I mean, that's that's my boy. (laughs) Um, I will say, I mean, you can even tell, and maybe this is the picture we'll use for our episode cover. yeah. I am so fucking happy. Like I, you can just yeah. see it. Yeah, you on can. Me how how thrilled I am, and um, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I was really grateful. I, I can't say enough, buddy, about how grateful I was. I have a surprise guest who just walked in here. <gasps> thumbs up. Thumbs up. She gave the thumbs up. Here, I put it. All in right, left Get, here. bring her down. Hello. Hello, Lorraine. Hi, Annie. Um, how are you? Well, I am really good. I love having my mad joy here. Yeah. How are you? She brings all of us a lot of joy. Yeah. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing very well. I have some questions for oh, you. okay. One, what are you keeping track of when you're looking at the Spotify <laughs> streams? <laughs> <laughs> True confessions? Is she she looking at, you know why? Because she sees on my bulletin board uh, (laughs) that I was (laughs) keeping listens, keeping track of listens. What is this data for? Just yourself? For myself. (laughs) You just want to know numbers? Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
Um, God, that's what happens uh, when you let people sit at your desk. I know. I know. You have no privacy. No privacy. Um, I, my follow-up question, unrelated. Um, how hard is it to see one of our favorite people go through the kind of pain that she's going through and feel that there's nothing we can do except support her and move her along? This is a drastically different question. Yes, yes very <laughs> different. Um, but uh, very good question. And... I um, have kind of a weird answer to it. Great. That's exactly um, why I asked it. I don't like to see my children suffer, but I've told Maddie this. I wouldn't deny her this experience. There is a huge opportunity for growth and learning, a huge step toward wisdom, and... Unfortunately, we have to go through pain. We have to go through lows to reach highs. So while I, um, I, my heart breaks for her and aches for her, and why, while I have particular sound and fury in the <laughs> manner in which it was done, I've heard you're pretty upset. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm enraged. Um, yeah. I'm enraged because I also have felt a personal, you know, insult uh, right. with um, having opened up our home and our hearts right. to right. the band. Yeah, Madison mm-hmm. brought Rosie to our house. Yeah, it called us at a quarter to 11 at night. We're just getting ready to, you know, crawl into bed. And, you know, with a problem, and we said, of course, and we jump up and get dressed and make beds, and, and there was kind of a weird vibe, And but I thought, you know, well, that's because they just had had their van broken into and things, important things stolen, but it was different than that, and I knew it, but I just didn't figure out what it was, and then afterwards, I went, oh, now I get it, but um, I think it's particularly disrespectful to... To, to do that. So, anyhow, um, I, I do think that things happen for a reason and they'll work out, and they will work out in a way that Maddie could never have imagined possible. And yeah. Maddie is a source of light. Yes. She is, um, she just has a, a wonderful soul, and, and it's all going to work out. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eddie, also, how are you doing over there? Also, Annie, the beauty of these kinds of things is just seeing your your friends, like seeing the love and seeing the support and seeing the outreach. There's so much positive in these dark hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, well, we're a huge fan of you on this podcast. We were there when you won that Target gift card. <laughs> <laughs> um, you do you do incredibly badass work, oh. and you've been doing diversity work for many yeah, decades two and now. Half decades, yeah. Which is way. I guess I didn't quite grasp that when I was figuring out what you all were doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's you've been you've been a thoughtful participant and and trying to make solutions in a in a hard world for a long time. And I think that you're amazing. And I've always loved being part of your home when I'm when I'm home and and. Um, 
you know, when I was a junior, I was over there all the time because I, I loved being around the family. And after Maddie went to college, you came for dinner. We will always cherish that. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. yeah, you came and had dinner with Marcus and I. <laughs> That's so nerdy. <laughs> hey, you don't know how honored we felt. We loved it. Loved, loved, loved oh it. Oh my god, that's so adorable that I just <laughs> drove over It is to adorable. Dinner. I'm glad that uh, you you see that. Uh, oh my god. Because we always have to nurture that child within. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I, clearly, that was a, a moment where I was needing some sort of um, nurturing. But I, I think you needed a Maddie connection. Uh, yeah. Oh, of course. You guys are uh, yeah. s- sisters of the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love this podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and when you can figure out how to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm technically challenged, but don't hold it against me. Uh, and I also, Annie, I loved seeing you at Branson. It seemed like a very, um, a very natural place for you to be. It seemed like you were in your element. I completely agree. We were just talking about that. That okay. picture of her. Mm-hmm. She looks so natural. Yes. Yes. It was. Oh, yeah. Thank you all. Fantastic. And Annie, you flying out here on a moment's notice to be here with Maddie and. and give her support too i you know you will always hold a special place in our hearts for that simple act and expensive of course (laughs) (laughs) sure um i yeah i i knew i knew i would never be able to live with myself if i wasn't physically present at some point Mm. in the immediate aftermath of that yeah and it was an aftermath yeah i was talking to my therapist about this like basically the Wednesday after it happened so a few days after it happened I drove past um past Rosie Street which is where I last like dropped Madison off and said goodbye and because it's directly on the way to Caitlin's house who's my best friend and um I got really really nauseous when I drove past Rosie Street and then was felt sick the whole night and then tried to eat dinner and then after dinner I started crying hysterically and had a panic attack and then I started throwing up and I Mm. threw up like everything in me I just threw up for a very long time and didn't feel better until I just like I felt like I had just been poisoned and like needed Mm -hmm. to get it all out of me and um when I talked to my therapist about it, she was like, that's trauma. Like, that's that's exactly the physical reaction because basically you're passing this site that caused extreme pain right. and, like, was a threat to your safety and happiness and life. Like, mm-hmm. your, mm-hmm. Bra- your nervous system is, like, perceiving that as life-threatening. And so to go past that again is to re-traumatize yourself. And, like, she compared it to a patient whose house burned down and felt nauseous just being in that neighborhood or that town. And she had to slowly work towards being able to get closer and closer to the street where it happened. And my therapist was like, yeah, you need to physically drive, like, give yourself an extra five minutes to go to Caitlin's house and go a different way. Like, you don't need to Mm re-traumatize yourself, but... 
it is a very, it is traumatic, and I'm, you know, another qualification, I'm fortunate that this is one of the worst things that's ever happened to me, but mm-hmm. it, it has, is such a shocking betrayal, because that's not how people treat each other in the family I grew up in, and in the world I lived in, and it was so shocking and uprooting and awful and devastating when she yeah. when she did it and heartless it was heartless yeah, yeah. Um, I have watched Maddie over this last how many weeks is it now Three, four four weeks and um, and my my very core just feels m- you know, moving to more at peace where I, when I see her laughing and I see her fully engaged and I see her living in the present and I see her, um, you know, showing, just as she said now, the attitude of gratitude. And <laughs> it's um, when, you, when you really consciously focus on what you're grateful for, it helps uh, the, the things fall away into the shadows that are... Mm-hmm are hard to stomach and deal with. Yeah. And, and you know, time heals all wounds. Hmm. I agree with that. I think that being deliberately grateful, like I already said that I am so grateful for all these things, and I, but I still feel, I think that maybe for even for me, when I haven't been t- so recently heartbroken, um, being really, really deliberate and and giving a lot of attention to the things I'm grateful for as opposed to just saying it, I think mm-hmm. is also something that I should do every day too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a really great practice. Um, and like even in the, in the depths of all this, when I was down in L.A. for uh, five days working Maddie to the bone, uh, we went out, we went to Target, and we had <laughs> like these angels interact with us and like it it was they dragged us right into the moment like the um the the, british man yes the brit an, an old british man he must have been like in his late 80s yeah and he was just he was like a he, buddha he was just so happy and funny and <laughs> polite and engaging and we walked away and we just had smiles on our faces for I don't know how long, but if you can be that person, if you can be yeah. the person that says, hello, yeah. you know, hello, beautiful ladies, or hello, darling mm. child, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's, um, and bring that joy to other people, then you're healing yourself too. Yeah. Very wise. Yeah, and let us, let us uh, bring joy to you when we. And that's why we called her Maddie it. Joy. Yeah. That's my middle it name. Is fucking beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, bud, it's been really nice catching up with you. Yeah, I'll talk to you in three weeks. <laughs> I feel so honored. I'm glad you you're here, mom. To have, because uh, you know when I heard Dawn more than once on there, I, I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, I need to insert myself here. <laughs> no, no competitive spirit there. <laughs> No, no, not at all. Your Don is not shy. (laughs) (laughs) No, nor am I. Yeah. 
No, it's good um, Good to have you. And honestly, if I record at home, Dawn is trying to peek her way. She's like trying to, she's trying to get in there whenever she can. I she's like, oh, it. sorry, are you recording? <laughs> like noisily cleaning right outside the door. Reading her memoir out loud? Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, she, she gives good podcast. She's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's great. She got, she could have done she could have been a writer. Oh yeah. If still if can she be wanted to. if she wants to. She still to. can. It's not too late. And I think that she I wouldn't be surprised if in the next 40 years she busts out a book, mm-hmm. yeah. 170 pages. I mean, what's that compared <laughs> to 37 chapters a night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you in midst of writing? Oh, I am. I am. Yay. She finished the Maddie chapter of her book. Oh, wow. Well, that's pretty cool. I cannot wait till it comes out. Thank you. I know, me too. We'll have to have a book signing party. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh we're going to do goodness. some fun launch stuff for this book. Do you have a title? Oh, cool. I don't actually. I don't have a title yet. Um, we'll have a we'll have a launch party here in New York and then I'll definitely have to have a West Coast launch. Excellent. Um but that would be really, really fun. I was actually, maybe this is when we fulfill our dream, my dream that I've maybe, I'm not even sure I've discussed this with you yet, Maddie, but <laughs> I've always wanted to do um, a show where you and I perform together, even though I obviously can't play instruments. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Um, I love it. But wouldn't it be so fun to be on stage together yes. and like do some duets? and Yes, um, or an LSF live show. That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, maybe we could do that, Branson. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. my God, yes, you're <laughs> on to something. I think it'd be really fun. I think that hosting the, the launch at Branson would be really wonderful, actually, in a weird way. Um, <laughs> and putting on a show there would be incredible. And then having book signs in the library. I mean, it would just be a great night, wouldn't it? I, I think so. Sold. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll talk, to, I'll talk to my people. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Um, and we're going to get back to our regular weekly recording schedule. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Yeah, um, we know whose fault it is, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> One of us has been a little down in the dumps. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we're so excited, obviously. I mean, I, I, that was a joke. I <laughs> would have taken many. I took three years off uh, and, well, maybe less than that. But I had my own time when that it was felt hard. But I'm going to... I think it's important. I think it's good. I think that you like it, and I think that we're going to keep working on I it. I do like it. And also, I said this on the last podcast, and it really rang true. It was so nice to not have to explain myself to every single person. It really was. And I talked to, about that in therapy, and she, my therapist was like, that's really smart because a lot of times in the wake of trauma, um, you get into, when you see new people, you get into reporting so you're just catching everyone up with all of the details, and oh, then yeah. you're not yeah. able to actually get into the consoling or the depth of the conversation or the feeling portion of it because you're right. constantly totally. reporting. And so oh, that's a really good point, actually, because yeah. I do that too. Yeah, and she was like, cool. "I'm glad you have this tool because you can spend less time reporting and more time um, analyzing right. or feeling." Damn, as Katie would say, uh, "Scaling up friendship." Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Katie, she'll look with this podcast as we just scale out our friendship. <laughs> Everyone feels close to us very... and we don't have to check in with anybody. Oh, oh that's it was, awesome. The way that she said it was, like, a little critical, but it was very funny <laughs> that she was like, wait, we all know what's happening in your life. You don't know anything that's happening with us. You just scaled up your friendship. So she created this term. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. we need to get it in, in some kind of public def- definition and give her credit. I think it's yeah. fantastic. But well, once we publish this, it'll be out there. Yep. It's ours. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Katie's. TM. <laughs> it's Katie's. We're officially giving it to Katie, but <laughs> you heard it here first. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. All right, buddy. I love you so much. I love you so much. I can't wait to talk to you every week. Bye, Annie. And I love you so much, too. Bye, Lorraine. I love you. Have a Thank good, you for dinner that one time. What day is today? Have a good going into the weekend, because Thursday is the beginning of the weekend. Oh, great. I love that attitude. <laughs> Tell all your fans bye, Mom. All right. Goodbye, fans. <laughs> love you, too. <laughs> goodbye, fans. Love you. <laughs> all right. Bye, bud. And say goodbye to the fans. Oh, and fans love you. <laughs> All eight to 2,000 of you. We never know. Um, oh, sorry. Last thing before I go. Um, assembly was a day after my first day of teaching, and the student body president was like, well, we have some visiting alumni. Annie, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, came to my class. We've been talking about this cool stuff. She's writing a book. She has a podcast. And everyone's like, it's explicit. Like, no, don't share. Don't, don't mention the podcast. All right, that's all. Well, I don't like that because we need all the advertising we can get. I didn't obviously didn't say it. I just let it go. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We're, we're coming for you, Branson students. You're going to be ours one day. <laughs> Bye, bud. (laughs) Bye.